your host, Sarah, and I'm your other host, Morgan. We are two sisters, by marriage, who love to talk about stories. From writing fiction to creating elaborate plot lines in D&D, to finding excuses to flirt with your friends while fighting monsters. We're, we're out, out of initiative. initiative. I've got a really, really big glass of wine, and it's not just because we're playing D&D, uh... It's not just because I'm stressed about a combat. Um, I got a big old glass of wine today because we're trying to just get in the mood a little bit. It's a season of love. Season of love. Mm-hmm. Like that song from Rent. Valentine's oh. Day, right around the corner. So. And, you know, you just kind of like want to find the right moment to have with that special someone, especially when that special someone is... Somebody who isn't your actual partner, but instead is a very close friend in your D&D group who also has a significant other uh, with all of your friends watching. Does that not sound perfect? That sounds so romantic. It sounds amazing. Why wouldn't everyone want to do this? Yeah. Why, why not? I know romance in Dungeons and Dragons is not for everybody. Romance in tabletop role-playing games is not for everybody, and that's totally okay. But it's super for us. It's super for us. Uh, we really like it. Even though... Um, my games, I'm for it. And the games I run, not a lot of romance happens. But Spouse Isaac, your brother, in his um, in his games, he's a little uncomfortable with it. So there's a lot of fade to black. And that is the thirstiest group we've ever played with. Like, it is like that group is constantly trying to get in each other's pants. It's true. This is true. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, having romance in your campaign again it's it's the trust you got to have the trust but um with your dm also i think i know people get nervous like role-playing romance with other characters or other players but so many you know there's that ongoing joke about flirting with npcs and that's your dm so um yeah don't you love flirting with your brother (laughs) (laughs) it has i shouldn't say that you can take it out of context it has yet to happen i actually avoid that like the plague for makes sense. obvious reasons. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think uh, hopefully we can discuss what's worked for me and what's, you know, what are things you've seen work well. And I'd like people to become more comfortable, at least trying it, um, just to give an overall better experience, um, bring a little bit more something to the table. So, um, but I understand it's not going to be for everyone. I understand some people just want to like fight bad guys and, you know, do cool spells. Um, but I think, uh, true to life, I mean, your characters are full round people and they're going to have feelings and emotions and, um, they're going to be angry and sad and maybe fall in love. So, um, I, I hope that we can have some tips and hear your thoughts about this. I think, um, so I said there's no romance in my session, but that's a lie. Obviously your character has a pretty significant romance with another character. And that uh, is a really, like this relationship that those two have um, is a really good example of player to player trust where you guys have had to have some conversations offline and say, I think My character is developing feelings for yours and how are you comfortable pursuing this or like, let's leave it and that's fine. 
um, consent ahead of time is like so critical. I don't think that we can say it enough times, whether that's a casual conversation to say, do you want romance in this campaign or not? Or uh, really drilling down session by session to say like, hey, like what's your comfort level? And some people need to reassess constantly. Some people like I think this group had a really easy time saying like blanket. Here's what I'm comfortable with. Um be as a player and as a DM and then just sort of run with it. And a lot of that is like, um, you have to be really explicit with it. Like I'm comfortable with our characters holding hands on screen. I'm care. I'm comfortable with our characters, um, exchanging a kiss in front of the rest of the party. And I'm, I'm comfortable describing that, which is like kind of awkward to like, unless you're a romance writer, unless you're used to like saying those kinds of words, just like I run my fingers through her hair and like pull it like, that's like kind of, that's kind of a lot. It's like a little bit much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to be like all the way down to like, I'm comfortable with our characters sharing a bed on, on screen. Or I would hope that we fade to black when this happens. Like I, I like knowing that this is happening, but I don't want it to happen in front of everybody. Or I'm not comfortable with this happening with my character, which is totally okay. Um, so we've had those conversations. Most of those have been player initiated, but then we've had some conversations. So like, in our like other like lustier group um you know i have one-on-one conversations with lucky me it's our it's my spouse um but our dm to say like my character has a crush on an like a very serious crush on an npc and what are you comfortable with and he was like i'm not comfortable with that and i was like wow bummer because that's what i something i want in the game so we were like where can we meet in the middle she's like well we can fade to black on this and uh you know if i'm feeling bold i'll do that uh, in that session, um, for the record, having your actual spouse flirt with you in a D&D game was, uh, I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, I mean, that's great. You got something great out of a game. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, we always get something great out of the game. It's just like this time it was Something thirsty, new so. great. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was just like conversations offline beforehand leading up to so that we can say like, what are our parameters? And then in the moment, that's totally different. Yeah, and I think that's something with, um, there's some hesitancy because when you're playing these characters, you have these backstories that you want to keep these secrets, right? Or you just, you know, your character is a lone wolf and keeps their emotions, you know, uh, you know, close to their chest or whatever. But, and that's fine, but... You can't just in game spring something on someone else like that. Um, it's not going to end well. I guarantee, even if they respond, even if they improv something back, it's not going to be what you imagined or it's going to make everybody cringe and uncomfortable. So there are certain aspects you can keep your character secret and there are other ones you just have to discuss it offline um, or a different time and say, hey, next session, I want us to go on a date. And would your character say yes to that or no to that and why? And that kind of thing. And then if they say no, like, no, they're not comfortable, then it's not in the game. And it just doesn't happen, right? You just don't you just don't make it happen. Or you try it later on down, later on in the campaign. Because getting shot down in front of all your friends, even pretend is kind of, if you didn't really want that, if your heart was set on what you imagine would happen. Um, it would be disappointing to you and it would make everyone else uncomfortable. So yeah, keep secrets in certain instances, but like if you're, if you're planning to like lightly flirt, yeah, that's fine. But if you're planning to like pursue a relationship, um, or more, 
then I think discuss ahead of time um, just what your thoughts are, what your plans are, and if they are willing to meet you halfway with that. Um, there's just a lot of trust in your other players. Some I know there's some players that just won't do that. Um, and you need to be I think respectful. Some players even that. even light flirting is off the table, and that's yeah. fine. You just need to you need to know and make sure that like everyone's comfortable with it. Yeah, and be respectful for that. Um, but yeah, that's it's definitely a time to be open and honest up front. Um, and it kind of I mean sometimes it kind of feels like it spoils it, but it doesn't because when I mean it just has to be that way because you have to think about all the other players at the table too, because um, they're gonna have to watch. You crash and burn or watch something just really uncomfortable happen. Um, and I, I'm not comfortable saying that. So I, like you said, you talked with your DM about it like ahead of time um, and kind of had things mapped out. Um, I know the one particular player that my character is in a relationship with their character loves to improv, loves it. So that's been an aspect like I'll just tell them um, – Kind of broad strokes about like what my character's thinking or feeling or planning and then how the, and then they have at least they're kind of thinking about it before it happens um but that's i mean that's just kind of worked <laughs> for us um so yeah yeah i think just be flexible and just you know be willing to to work and be respectful um for what they want from their character um so you're not kind of pushing them into something they don't want. And I think it's important to remember that like we sort of assume these personas and while they do often have a, more than an ounce of truth of ourselves, right? Like sure. most of the characters I write, it's like, oops, I didn't need that mirror. Um, <laughs> so it's easy to get kind of caught up in my character has a crush on another character and they don't feel the same way. They don't reciprocate. Mm -hmm. uh, and it might kind of feel at first like this feels like a rejection for yourself. Yeah. Um, and you just have to remember, like, again, this is this is fiction. And if you're someone who, like, can't separate those things, and that's one of the reasons that you're not comfortable with romance, that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. once you kind of separated those things, I think it's kind of funny, though, to say, like, for instance, um, I think our group, uh, our sort of more lustful group, has had a lot of conversations about, like, it, it was less conversation up front and more, like, Oh, um, this is a this is a character who's very like open in his sexuality and he's uh interested in romantic relations with other people. And the way he sort of presents it at the table gives other players an opportunity to come to him. So we get that sort of surprise because in the game there was consent up front, and in the game the players were able to sort of react. That it is kind of an outlier case because this is a group that's really comfortable with themselves with each other, um, and with themselves. So then in addition, we have, uh, so the character that I play there, like, had, like, a pretty notable crush on your character, uh, and I think that this is, like, no secret, like, right, I think this is, like, pretty openly known within our group that, like, oh, Saf likes Ruby, like, this, uh, you know, this character likes her, and uh, your character was really set on someone else, and while I don't think my character ever, like, officially came up and said anything to you, it was like, oh, it's clear that I'm not getting the signals back, uh, and then she sort of pivoted and was able to, like, she's kind of trying to play matchmaker now because, like, she cares a lot about your character. So she's trying to kind of play matchmaker between you and this, like, other player who you've got this, like, long-standing relationship with. 
Uh, and then that's what sort of pivoted into a relationship with an NPC sort of further down the road. But like, because I'm comfortable having this sort of pseudo crash and burn moment, um, it ended up with like some really funny, like inter-party interactions because the group got to see like, Ooh, you kind of put yourself out there and it was not received. And that was okay with this group. And that was okay with each player. And it was okay uh, and with it you. For- That's yeah. the biggest and- thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it made for some really good story. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing of, is the character, so the character that my character has feelings for, your character talked to him a whole bunch about my character. He now thinks you like him. Does he really? Yes. Oh my God, I love that. So yeah, see, you can have just a little bit of flirt and romance. It just brings a whole new level to the game. So yeah, she's, um, he thinks she's that really he's protective. confused. He's confused, but he's yes. like, she keeps coming over and talking to me, and she keeps like, you know, asking about dance, something about dancing, and I can't remember what else. You would like talk like, oh, I've been like obsessed with like he has a favorite food in town that we can yes. only get in town. Yeah, so I've been like obsessed over like getting that for him. It is two two major reasons that player is a close friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I care mm-hmm. about him. And uh, so that kind of comes through, right? Again, a little bit of myself goes into my character. And the second thing is, if he's happy, he's more likely to be receptive to a relationship with your character. So I am constantly trying to butter him up so that he'll be like more receptive to something. Um, But it totally makes sense that there would be crossed wires because he and I have never talked about it. I I just think we're friends. And he's like, huh. This very gay woman continues to come to me and, <laughs> and bringing me food, my favorite food all the time, and always you're so considerate. Oh, because it's his favorite food all the time, all and the I time. really go out of my. Oh, that's so funny. And and my character, remember there was breakfast. You're like, let the poor man eat. He needs to eat. Like you're so protective of him. He's and- a Goliath. <laughs> Everyone is rushing him out. He needs to eat. You're so considerate, and so he's he's like off game. You know, talked about like this is what he feels is happening, and so. It hasn't that. come up in game yet, but he wants to talk to Ruby about it at some my character at some point. So can you imagine? Oh, I feel like your character it's would like, not be happy with this information. <laughs> like Shakespeare, much ado about nothing, right here. Yeah, I know it is, and yeah. that's like that's the beauty of allowing ro- romance. And that's not even like direct romance, no. right? Like that's just like crossed wires and uh-huh. missed connections, and like. I love that. What a fun story. We're yeah. out there trying to slay a dragon. We're out there literally <laughs> planning to kill a dragon. And he's like, maybe she's not gay. Maybe <laughs> she likes, like, maybe she, to be fair, she does swing both ways. Like, she's she's very uh, poly, poly, but like. And uh, he has said that too. And that was something that was spoken in game. Everybody was kind of forthright on their sexuality, like, just openly. Um, and I think just setting that on the table to begin with, like, just kind of takes the pressure off. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if they're just very upfront, um, then then there's no there's a little less confusion personally as a person. Um, and then you're and then when you're playing the characters, you're like, oh, OK, that's, that's what's going on. Well, it doesn't help that it's like, oh, all of us have been upfront about our our sexuality. We're all pansexual. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that didn't help. <laughs> That makes this more confusing. Except for my character. She's who hasn't like really she hasn't come out in any direction to us. No. Except to say sh- to say that she, you know, has a thing for the Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I just think it makes for good storytelling. It's really good storytelling, really good dynamic. It adds a whole layer to your gameplay. 
So, and I mean, that's something else is if your characters have some relationships or trying to form relationships, um, when you get into those perilous moments, uh, you're going to be left with choices that are a little bit more higher stakes, right? And if someone goes down or two people go down, who are you going to help and why? And what's that going to do for tension and everything else? Um, Yeah. I would recommend, I think, relationships more broadly, right? Like, it doesn't have to be romantic. But I would really recommend any D&D group for, like, session zero, figure out who knows each other. And I think that they should all have, whether it's as a group or a few clusters of people, like, people should be connected. Um, Sometimes you're going to end up with, like, one person who doesn't know everybody else. But for people to have, like, connections, so for instance... Uh, you like mean people or players? The pl- the characters. characters, characters. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The characters. I think yeah. so. For instance, um, you know, my character is the sister of one of the other characters, uh, and he goes to the cleric and says, "If we both go down, you save her, right?" And like, so there, there's this inherent um drama, like layer of interest in the story that happens between them because he's always putting his sister first, and she's always putting him first too, which is like. They're a disaster anyway. Um, and now when you add like sort of relationships into that, uh, I think one of my favorite moments in our recent session, your character pulled my brother aside, my character brother, Kyle, uh, pulled him aside and said, she's happy. Don't you dare fuck this up. Like, don't ruin this. So it was really cool to see how like an NPC romance, like the side relationship had impacted the group and like how it changes the interactions and like, how does that change our combat? Because if you're saying romance doesn't matter to my game because it doesn't, like, I only care about combat, it does change the combat. Because if a character, if I don't have any ties, I'm going to run in and get myself killed and I don't really care because nobody's relying on me. Whereas if we run into battle and I know that's my brother and my girlfriend's 100 yards that way and I care about these people, we have a friendship and, I, you know, there's romance here, family there and friendship here. I'm going to make different decisions. I'm not going to just protect myself. When we go up against the dragon, maybe I will sacrifice myself thinking that I'm protecting these people. Or maybe I'm going to play way safer and I'm going to use my spells to try to save someone's life or get someone out of danger or, I don't know, get somebody up into the fray way faster. Like, there's, it just adds a layer of complexity that's so much fun, I think, in combat. It really, like, combat in particular, I think, is more fun when relationships are happening within the party. Yeah, yeah. And we've had several instances where the one character kind of protects my character just during combat, just always is right there. And it just, yeah, it adds a whole element to gameplay. Um, There's also, like, if you have an NPC that your character has a relationship with and they're in a certain town, uh, you're going to go to that town more often or you're going to invite them to come with you um, or you're going to get gifts for them or give or um, receive gifts from them. I mean, there's all sorts of things that ties your character to the world more firmly when they have um, a relationship, a friendship or more. Um, It it really, it really helps um, kind of just bring more of the world um, to life. Absolutely. So casual encounters aside, um, thinking about like more serious relationships, like the uh, longer term campaign that we're running, 
or you have a very you're in a actual like serious like kind of committed relationship with another player character um who approached who first like how did that shake out in the first place because obviously some of this happened sort of in game in the moment mm-hmm. and then i know you guys had some conversation offline like comfort level and you know this is sort of out of the norm for your character what how did those conversations go and who approached who well i definitely in this um group my character i just noticed um the way all the other characters acted with my character versus this one individual one and that's when i was like maybe there's something here and i um kind of like messaged or that's what it was i something had happened in the game and i had um said something kind of mean to their character. I can't remember specifically. They had done something and I was, I like insulted them and then I was given like the cold shoulder and, um, which is pretty true to my character. <laughs> she's not, she's the worst the most, and I love her. Yeah. Love her. She's not the most friendly. Um, and the player messaged me out of game and was like, Hey, so did I offend you? Did that, was that too far? Did I cross the line? And this is, um, uh, one of our guests, the chaotic guest that we had on earlier. I love Kyle. He's so <laughs> considerate. He was. And he's like, I just want to make sure everything's okay. Um, he plays a bard that does a lot of illusions. And I think it was something to do with that. Um, I, I don't remember specifics. It was a while ago. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's fine. This is what's going on with my character. And that she kind of is like, has like a crush, a little bit of a crush maybe. And he's like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. So again, revealing this kind of stuff, um, then it allows you to kind of play your character that way. And, um, and so, and then we just like discussed like, what does this mean? And, and he's like, well, I need to think about this. Cause I have to think like what my character would think about this and, um, if it would ever come up. And it was a long time before like anything was really came about. So, um, and then we just kept talking about it and, um, at the time i think his character had like a friendship with an npc or friendship or something he was sort of he like had a they're the same sort of outcasts within their within their families and within Mm -hmm. their like culture uh Mm -hmm. so they have this connection uh and it seemed like he had a crush on her and he could not make the moves this is where our favorite line came from as he's sending her a message leaving town on sending and he tries to tell her how she feels in the cart with the rest of the party watching him yeah. and he ends the message with i love you and then realizes he has one word left and then he goes friend <laughs> and so for the rest of the top, game we've just been like i love you friend top five moments of this campaign it's i mean and it's now it's like this ongoing joke it's so funny um so yeah that was and then that was when he started realizing oh maybe i could do this with my character and a lot of his character is growing up. He plays kind of a immature, naive character. And part of maturing is, um, you know, finding out who you are and what you like and who you want to be with. So um, I thought that was kind of fun aspect. And then it just after that. Those characters have a really big age gap. And I think it's funny every time we talk about it. We just don't talk about it. It's <laughs> fantasy world. Because he's like 20? 20? I think he said he's like 24. 23, 24, and my character is 369 years old. So it's fine. Nice. So old. I love it. 
So yeah, and then yeah, after that, and then we've talked a little bit too, like, um, what you know, as our campaign gets close to the end, like, what are we thinking? Where do we want them to end up? What do we want them to do? Um, and it's I'm very excited for what happens next. Um, There's no world where she doesn't outlive him, like naturally, right? I, we're not talking about this morning. Oh right, sorry. Oh god, sorry. We're talking about the love part, not the yes. death part. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I think it worked well with my character's arc and backstory too. Um, getting what she's needed or what she's been missing uh, in this relationship, and um, it's added, like you said, in uh, combat or any sort of um, high stakes situation. She probably wouldn't have thought about anyone else but herself. Um, and that's kind of always been her biggest struggle is just <laughs> she kind of thinks about numero uno most of the time. And so now she ha- there is someone else very important. And um, it, it just it just changes the whole game. So, OK, look, you sold me, Sarah. I want I want romance in my D&D game. How how do I how do I start? Where where should I begin? Um. I would first look at your character and look at their personality, what, who they would see as a, either a friend, really good friend or a partner. Um, if it would even like align with where they are. Um, I, I could see, you know, this is an example, but if you're a paladin oath of vengeance and your whole mission in life is to avenge whoever killed your brother or family, are, are you going to stop and, I mean, I mean, maybe, but maybe when that's over, maybe when you have succeeded, then maybe you'll do it. So um, that's a fun arc that like, I like you, but I can't do this now. Maybe once I've succeeded with achieving my vengeance. Right. Right. Love it. Yeah. So um, and that I mean, that could happen anytime, depending on when your DM decides to help you out with that. (laughs) A big Um, rock falls from the sky. You're free of your oath. (laughs) There you go. Um, I, depending on the group, I would start with flirting lightly. Well, I would back, back that up. I would start with just friend relationship with NPCs. I would start cause I feel like your DM, they have control of the game. They have their, they're not getting pushed around as much as players. And so they can grab it. If they don't like something, they'll just, you never see that NPC again. It's gone. So you know what I mean? Um, and so I would just start with a good, maybe just a friendship with an NPC, like an innkeeper or blacksmith or something like that. Um, if you, or, um, along that line, come to the game with your backstory already having an NPC relationship intact. You know what I mean? Um, a really good friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, Oh, see, I did a girlfriend who I had abandoned well, and you that just shot, wanted that, that from really came back. I really did. It just was so fun. Got dumped but in a yeah. sending message. <laughs> you did. Uh, third party, because it went to my third party through the cleric. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, come. Yeah, just when you create your character from level one, just have that built in. And, um, and if the DM, you know, if they don't want to, they can send you love letters. They can you know, gifts or at some point you can meet them at a town and they can help you with a quest. I mean, there could be all this stuff that they could use. 
Um, and then it's not another player, you know, directly. Um, so kind of like start in the shallow end with something like that. Um, and then as you get more comfortable and kind of trusting of the other players, um, you can kind of see where that progresses. Um, but not everybody's going to be into that. So you have to kind of, you know, work, work with your DM and say what you want with your character. Um, not a time for secrets again. You just be honest and straightforward. Like I want my character to do this or whatever, and um, go from there. If you do decide to pursue a relationship with another character, I think my first thoughts are um, talking to that player and saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about including romance in my character's story, uh, and I can imagine that they might have developed." feelings for you, your character, because of these instances or Mm -hmm. these interactions that we've had. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this? Like, just start the dialogue. um, And And tie tie it to your character's arc. Tie it it back to you are separating. It is not you. It is your character. So um, what your character is feeling and what their motivations are, and then you as a person, what you want your character to turn into, where you want them to go, how you want them to grow, and how having this relationship will do both. And um, just be very upfront and clear. And they all look at they look at their character and be like, yeah, their character's not into that. Um, and that's fine. And then you go, okay. And then move on from there. Um, then you, you can also ask the question, okay, how do I feel about unrequited love? Do you think would your are you comfortable with some sort of safe rejection that could like maybe briefly cause some friction in the group or briefly cause a moment of drama that makes everybody realize that they really want to support each other or you're better as friends and then you know you guys can grow from it and again like you've got so many steps along the way so many like layers of interaction that you can have with this other character um and it's like you like don't feel like it has to be just a thumbs up, thumbs down. Like, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Love, love's what? complicated and messy, and there is there are times you're rejected, and let down, and there are times you're a really good friend with someone or a character's really good friend, and then realizes oh they like him more. Um, or there's times where one character hates another character, and then something happens, and they're like seeing him in a new light. I mean that's just that's like real life too. So. Um, kind of be flexible with that but yeah yeah any uh any closing thoughts as as the hour of love draws ever closer i don't know that sucks but you know what i'm trying to say the hour of love the season of love. yeah valentine's day season of yes the season of, season love. of love uh don't if you're doing like a one shot or a short campaign or just trying don't don't do it it's, it's leave that for later. Save that for another time. Really, yeah. Keep it keep it for a long campaign, uh, longer, uh, with a group that you're gonna regularly see, um, that are all pretty committed to it because it, it's it's great element if you can add it, um, but it doesn't. It's not necessary. I mean, it's really not necessary, especially like if it's a a shorter, like it's just a. You know, if it's a, a one shot. shot one and shot. you're like interrupting things to be like, I'm in love. You're yeah. like. Or if like, that's your character's shtick, though, 
every they're in love with everything like that could be kind of a fun build is like i'm in love with everyone i meet and i will spend the entire one shot trying like but again clear that with your dm i'll spend the entire one shot just trying to impress them with my skills like that's kind of that's like that's a build that you could do that don't hold the whole group up though because you want to have love and a one shot that's and don't expect anything deeper than just being silly like don't yeah um but, oh, yeah, if they're picking, like, a module and they're just going to do, like, you know, levels five to eight. I mean, it, it depends on your group. It really depends. But read the room and see if, you know, if the other players are kind of okay with that. Um, and then check with your DM and that kind of thing, too. Um, but when you do have a great group and if it's something that you kind of wanted to try, do it. I, I think it, it does make a huge difference in your gameplay uh, you're role playing. Um, there's a whole, it's a whole new door um, to experience that I, I think it's great. You can like kind of really like unlock something for yourself. Like I feel like a really good emotional interaction, whether it's friendship or romance within, with my character and other characters, um, that really sticks with me. Like it really, like it really sticks with me for a long time and it feels really nice. And I'm thinking about it all week. And it's just like one more reason to be thinking about D and D all the time, which I love any excuse for. And it's, it makes you so much more invested in your game. Uh, it also adds a lot of humorous elements too, like the just hilarious moments. Um, Cause people get silly when they're, in love or trying to have a even like friendship just trying to have a friendship and this person is not wanting to be friendly and you're just trying really hard <laughs> it's pretty fun we're out of initiative but we're going to get back into it go roll some dice tell some stories go flirt with an npc this week yes. i challenge you yes. i dare you Go flirt with an NPC, unless you're, like, blood-related to your DM, and then, like, you know, only do what you're comfortable with. <laughs> In the spirit of Valentine's, go flirt. Go flirt with a character. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! I, I remember we went to Maryland, and I got out of the Uber, and the guy's like, and we talked for, like, 20 minutes on the ride over, right? And he's like, enjoy your vacation! I was like, yeah, you too! You hey. can read it like a sonnet to finding excuses for flirting with your friends while fighting monsters. And with the Russian accent. There you go. There's no <laughs> nothing says romance like Russia? I don't know what the second half of that sentence is. <laughs> this is episode, episode 11. 11. We're almost a full season of a K-drama. Of what? A K-drama? <laughs> yeah. 16's a full episode of a K-drama. I love your metaphor. Everything. Or more than a season of Mandalorian or Winks Club or whatever. Thanks for listening to Out of Initiative, a podcast from Merely NPCs. For more from Sarah and Morgan, visit MerelyNPCs.com or follow them on Instagram at MerelyNPCs.